Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us today. Everyone experiences anger, a God-given emotion. As today's topic indicates, the key is to remain calm when we are righteously angry. The Bible tells us to be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. God's word makes it clear that how we react when angry determines if sin has or has not occurred. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us in part one of this two-part series. Anger that is God-centered is righteous anger since the anger is over the things that offend God. You see the distinction there? Anger that is what? God-centered is what kind of anger? Righteous anger since the anger is over things that offend God. When you love God, you will hate evil and have a righteous indignation against it. Psalms 97.10 says, you who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Paul says to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 4.26-27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, get over your anger today. No, because if you don't, you're going to give a foothold for Satan to come in and to exploit your life and to wreak havoc all over it. You see, when the Holy Spirit is in control of your anger, you will not harbor malice. You will not allow anger to linger and brood and fester. You will not ridicule or seek revenge. The spirit of anger is a is a discipline and control anger. It should be. And is always limited to those who do wrong against God and others. All of us ought to have a righteous indignation when God is offended and when God's name is blasphemed and when people rebel against Almighty God. You see, my friends, unresolved, prolonged, selfish, internal anger becomes a tremendous opportunity and foothold for Satan to exploit and to use to his own ends. Let's take a look now at righteous anger revealed in Scripture. Let's take a look now at righteous anger revealed in scripture. In Exodus chapter 32 verse 19, Moses was angry when he saw the unfaithfulness and, and idolatry of Israel, just like I forementioned. So it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot. I mean, he was, he was mad. And he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. God gave Moses, the commandments that were written by the finger of God. He comes off the mount and see the uh, the calf, the golden calf that Aaron had had made, and all the participants therein and thereof. And he see all the dancing, the sexual immorality, the lewdness, the licentiousness. 
And he sees all of that sin while he was up on the mount with God. And he was so enraged, he took the tablets that were written by the very fingers of God. He picked, he, he took the tablets and he boom, threw them and broke the law of God. Seemed like God would have got all in Moses' chest, but he did not. Because when he broke those tablets, that was symbolic of Israel breaking the laws and commandment of God and the anger of God and the anger of Moses were united together and God was in the anger of Moses. Why? Because Moses was offended because God was offended and they both had their anger righteous indignation come forth because of sin. It's just like today, like I said in the first service, if, if Maranatha, if you were sinning all over the place and I, and I come back, I'm on, let's say I'm on vacation, I come back and I see folks sleeping around and all of a sudden, some of you have done wife swapping and some of you having orgies and others of you drunkard and other you playing around and others doing all that stuff and I've been gone for four weeks and I come back and I say, what on this side of heaven is going on? And I take the book of God out of my frustration and I take it. I said, I'm tired of you Maranathians living like hell. Take this. Boom. You say, Pastor Draper has gone crazy. I had a Bible on the floor. He threw the Bible. Now you mad at me because I threw the Bible on the floor, but you trampling all over the word of God with your lifestyle. You see? You see that I'm giving you a vivid picture. Of a righteous indignation because of sin and rebellion and evil. In Mark chapter 3 verse 5, uh, another account of righteous anger. It says, when Jesus healed the man with the withered hand, he looked around at them with anger. See, Jesus got angry at sin and, and pride because he was grieved by the hardness of the Pharisees' heart. You see, so he was angry at their attitude, at their heart. In Mark chapter 11, verses 15 and 11, Jesus here is angered to the point that he drove the profiteers from the temple. If you have that, if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Mark chapter 11, verses 15 and 17. And you see Jesus get, get mad enough to, to whip folk out of, out of the temple area. Look what it says. So they came to Jerusalem and when they went into the temple and began to drive, look, when Jesus, when Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold right in the temple, Look what Jesus did. Jesus overturned the tables. You think he was being cool? Jesus was hot. Huh? He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Then he taught them saying, is it not written, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. God got so angry, he whooped that hellish selling right on out of the temple. God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ, had a righteous anger and we ought to be uh, angry at sin and rebellion and the things that offend God. You see, scriptures support righteous indignation. However, when we hear of hideous cruelty, when others are seriously beaten, molested, raped, and murdered, we should be angry. 
It was Henry Ward Beecher who said, and I quote, a man that does not know how to be shaken to his heart's core with indignation over the, over the things evil is either a fungus or a wicked man, unquote. Why do people become angry? Why do people become angry? Number one, because of violated convictions. In other words, there's an infringement against one's core, core belief. When people don't, don't think like you think, and they're speaking in a way that you don't like, you know, and if they're advancing a certain cause that you're against, your belief system, then there is anger. There is anger, you know, and, I, and frankly, when people uh, try to get me to be politically correct, I get angry because God doesn't call me to be politically correct. That's right. He called me to speak the truth and not worry about what folks say. Huh? Amen. Huh? And people get offended because I preach against homosexuality and adultery and drunkenness and homemongering and and, uh, and all these things, rebellion and all this, then th that is not my problem because you you are so comfortable with sin. The preaching that I preach from this pulpit ought to make you so uncomfortable that you make, you're willing to make some serious adjustment so that your life will be brought into conformity with the word of God. Violated convictions, you know, and uh, an infringement against one's core beliefs. Number two, why do people become angry? Because of unmet needs. They have needs that are unmet, Unf unfulfilled desires. And you're blaming everybody else because of your unfulfilled goals and things. And uh, really, the problem could be your laziness or your lack of discipline. Or so being so easily distracted uh, or your pleasure to the point that you don't see the desires of your heart fulfilled. And the real issue is your perhaps laziness or your inability to follow through, you see. And, and block goals. In other words, God, you want a car, but God won't let you get that particular car. And you, right when you thought you had it, the deal falls through. Or you try to buy a house, and then the house is doesn't, doesn't go through. You try to refinance, and it doesn't work out. And sometimes God, God says no to keep you out of issues that can drown you. You know, you know we ought to say thank you, Jesus, not only for His blessings, but we ought to say thank you for His denials. Because what God keeps us from is a, is, a, is a great blessing as well. Because God sees the beginning and he sees the end. He let that deal not go through on that house. It's because he said you need to stay right where you are and get some paint and paint. And fix the roof and fix the plumbing and pay a lesser note. And some, he won't let you get that car. Then he said, well, put a motor in that car and drive it another 10 years. I'm trying to keep you out of debt. I'm trying to keep you from making a mess. I'm trying to keep you from having family fights over little money when you got when you got more month than money. I'm trying to save you some trouble. So no, you can't have that house. I'm trying to keep peace. Trying to keep peace in that house. As Pastor Rander continues today's teaching, he addresses several concerns to help us understand anger and how to handle it including different levels of anger, why people become angry, signs of hidden anger, ways people handle anger, and the consequences of prolonged anger. Isn't it a blessing to know that the Bible has the answers to every one of these concerns? Listen as God speaks through Pastor Rander's ministry of God's Word in this much-needed message. And it was, it's, it's a sad day when you live in perpetual brokenness because of your lack of ability to be disciplined 
and to put your finances under God's divine management. Yeah. You spend it all on, all on stuff, no discipline, and, uh, and, and bills late, and you're paying them past late, uh, and ignoring phone calls, t- telling your children to lie, saying you're not here, simply because you can't manage God's money his way. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. Why do people become angry? Number three, personal assault. Personal assault or assault on a loved one. When somebody come up and knock you in the face, don't you, don't, oh, thank you, I need that. No, don't, that's, that's not, no, come on now, come on, come on. Now, I know that's not, you're not going to do all that. You're not going to smile and say, do it again. You, you're either going to respond or duck or do something or put a block up or do that. Do something like that, do that. You know, you're going to do something. Don't y'all say amen, but you're not going to let not one tooth out at a time and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, so, so personal assault, personal assault. Mess with your child now. Mess with that baby, that little pretty baby, don't put that pacifier. I tell you what, you, if you get that baby, shake that baby wrong with that, man, that mama would be like a mama band before you look up, she'd have clawed your eyes out. You, know, don't, you, you mess with a baby, you mess with a mama's child, listen, you in for that mama hen, that mama bear will come after you and she make one growl, you gonna get out of her way. Don't you mess with her chilling? I like that old time, man, not children, but chilling. That's what the old folk used to say. Bring those chilling here. <laughs> You know, and then then you get angry. Uh, uh, you know, so you, you get angry with personal assault or assault assault on a loved one. Listen, you want to make me mad? Mess with my mama. Uh, That's right. Don't you mess with my mama? Oh no, uh, you gonna get me riled up? Mess with my wife. Don't you be flirting with my wife? You want a wife? Ask the Lord for one. Lord, that gave me one to give you one. Won't y'all say Amen? I got mine. The same God gave my ask live where He can bless you. I got my wife. You leave mine alone. I leave yours alone. We all be happy. <laughs> Why do people become angry? I'm trying to get this anger out of you with the help of the Lord. Number four, reacting too quickly. Reacting too quickly before you think, which results in making bad decisions that affect your family and alter the course of your life. Now, I'm not going to get through with this message, so you're going to have to come back next week and get part two. I can't fit. It's, it's more message than, I ha- than you have time. So I have to find a good stopping point at the appointed time. But I want to say this. Reacting too quickly, which results in making bad decisions that affect your family immediately and also alter the course of your life. God had a bigger plan, a better plan, but you can't see the best done in your life. You have to settle for less than the best because you 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 settle for the lesser. The lesser and you miss out on God's best for you because of your reacting too quickly. Uh number 5, an unforgiving spirit. Some of you are angry because of bitterness and an unforgiving spirit. Being so angry to the point of refusing to let go. You so mad that you want to stay mad at your wife. She may have hurt you, but you have a right to keep that anger. Your husband did something atrocious, and and uh, and you got yourself in prison, and you got him in prison too. 
You know, you won't let go of something mama did or something your sister did or something your in-law did or something your cousin did or something your co-worker did. And you've been holding on that stuff since 1932 to your own detriment. That's why you got headaches and high blood pressure. That's why you got ulcers and all this stuff happening to you. You got to let go so you can be healed. Psychology is not going to heal you. Being psycho, psychotherapist is not going to heal you. Oprah Winfrey is not going to heal you. Dr. Phil not going to heal you. But I know a Jesus who will heal your anger. He will heal your anger. And, and, and so why do people become angry? Because of uh, rebellion against God. Rebellion against God. People resent authority. And they don't want authoritative figure, authoritative person in their lives telling them what to do and, and saying, hear you the word of the Lord. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't kill. Honor your father and your mother. Huh? People don't want that. Now, they don't, they don't want the Bible that says don't steal, but when somebody steals from them, they upset. Well, if you don't want folks to learn the Bible, don't get mad when they steal from you. Say, hey, take, take the other thing too. I don't believe the Bible. We don't need no restraint, so let them steal your underwear off, you know? Rebellion against God. People resent authority, want their freedom, and don't want God telling them what to do. And they want to be independent of God. I don't believe in this God. Don't talk to me about God. I have a right. I will live my life the way I want to live it. But why should God let you into his heaven on your terms? Huh? Huh? God says, you don't want me? You don't want to abide by my word? You want to live a life separate from me? I tell you what, I love you enough to give you what you ask for so you can have all eternity without me. All eternity without me. Wow. Now, now let's look at the different levels of anger. Y'all hanging with me? The different levels of anger. There are different levels of anger. Number one, irritation. Irritate. A feeling of discomfort brought on by something or someone. You, your child, your children do something that irritates you. Your husband probably did something irritating you to the point that you can't even focus on the message. Y'all, stop fighting on Sunday. Stop fighting on Saturday nights. You got a spat. Now, something an uh, issue to deal with, do, sell it on Monday. Deal with it on Monday so you got all the way to Saturday before Sunday comes. That's why some of y'all can't say amen. Y'all fought last night. Some of y'all fought all the way to church and then get out to the church, get out the car, say hallelujah, praise the Lord. You ain't no, ain't no hallelujah in you. No hallelujah in you. Stop lying. You mad. You mad. Irritation. Just irrit little stuff. Squeeze the tooth. Can't squeeze the toothpaste right, you know? <laughs> Towels and all this kind of stuff. Just stuff laying all around, you know? Oh, you're burning up stuff. And all this kind of stuff. Irritation. Number two, wrath. The different levels of anger. Wrath. Giving expressions of a strong desire to seek revenge. I mean, wrath is, you know, wrath is not just angry, it's angry enough to want to get you back. I mean, you don't know who you're messing with. You don't know the old me is about to come out. You got some of these folk writing under my voice. Say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to lay my religion down. But if you got a, a religion that you can pick up and lay down at will, it's not much of a religion. I don't want that kind of religion. I want salvation. 
wrath, giving expressions of a strong desire to seek revenge. And you get folk back, get back at your husband or wife, and you, 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 you quiet with it. You're manipulative with it. You're getting them back, and sometimes they don't know you're getting them back. But you're getting them back quietly, quietly. That's why I pray. You know, before I got married, I really prayed when I was a teenager and 21 and 22. I prayed God. I prayed long and hard for my wife because I didn't want no divorce court. And I want to go to sleep without knowing I'm going to have an ice pick in my heart. That's right. You know, I, I, I want to go to sleep in peace. I don't want no hot water in my face and all that. I, I can't be dealing with all that. So I pray long and hard and tell me I can sleep good because God gave me a good wife. She's snoring and I'm snoring. We both wake up and praise the Lord. Don't y'all say amen. You scared to go to sleep. You in trouble. Oh God, I ain't hard to do with this message. Uh, different levels of anger. Number three. Then there's another level. Fury. Say fury. fury. This, is, this is the loss of emotional control. Loss of emotional control. All of a sudden, you so furious at your husband. Man, you take the Why you take the skip? You pull and he ducking. You fury. You gone. You out of your mind. Crazy. Uh, uh, he, he, he does something. He get the car and try to make like he pretended he put it in reverse. But he did it on purpose. <laughs> to mow you down. <laughs> Oh, 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 honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You cried. You, you, it was an accident. No, it was. All these accidents are not accidents. <laughs> you, you killed her. And you went, went, on, went in the closet and said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Number four, rage. Say rage. rage. Another level of anger. So temporary loss of control. Involving acts of violence. When anger becomes rage, the person scarcely realizes what he or she has done because of temporary insanity. Most murders are either premeditated acts of violence or crimes of passion committed in the moment of uncontrolled anger. You see, that that's 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 you 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 are insane in your anger. In other words, you can get so angry till you lose your ability to think. You, 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 you lose your mental faculties. And that's why a lot of people, you heard of people say, well, I was temporarily insane. In other words, I was so out of touch. I was so out of it until, until, until you have to let me go free because I wasn't in my right mind. You see, I want to tell you this, my friends. Remember, anger is one letter away from danger. A-N what? G-E-R. How do you change anger to danger? D-A-N what? Prolonged anger will, will, will spiral all the way down into danger. He said, well, you're not talking to me. I don't have no irritation. I'm not mad. I'm okay. I'm not angry. Let's check you out. Let's do a self-check inventory to see just how okay you think you really are. Is that fair enough? So let's get some signs of anger. Signs of anger. Number one, chronic sarcasm. 
you, you're being sarcastic with your spouse, sarcastic with your husband, sarcasm. And that sarcasm is, is being generated from an angry spirit. Uh, number two, resentfulness. You resent something that your spouse did, a coworker did, a friend or neighbor did. Uh, resentfulness. Number three, pessimism. You, you, you have a gloom and doom uh, attitude. And it's because of anger. You, you, you don't see the glass half full. You always see it half empty. I mean, you come to church, you can't enjoy God. And you can't, thanks, so oh, church was good, baby. But honey, it was good, but it was too hot. It was too cold. The baby cried too loud. This happened to my child. This and all of a sudden, Satan has done a job on you, and you leave out here with that on your mind, and you miss ultimately what God had in store for you message-wise. Uh, another one is impatience. You, you're impatient because you're angry. You want that person to act and act at your will right now, move at your command, and you are impatient. You're with yourself. You're impatient with God, and you're impatient with your other with others. You're impatient with your children. You you just so impatient. And people say, "Well, what's the rush? When are you going to slow yourself down? Why why are you always in the go mode?" Some of you can't sit here and enjoy the message and receive it and be blessed because you got to go. You got to go. Go do what? Go eat. Go sleep. Go to see your doctor pet moth. Go cut the yard. Uh, go something. Uh, get a fire log and put on the fire this cold day. You know, you're always in the go mode. You can't be all where you are. You see. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org, where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you.